welcome to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you're listening to episode 82. In this episode, we introduce you to Kara Rust from Cape Town, South Africa. Kara is a creator, and she loves to create. She wrote, edited, produced, and directed her first narrative film, English Made Easy. English Made Easy was an official selection of this year's International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego. The film was based on a play. It's a dialogue-heavy comedy, and it's quite entertaining. She shot the film with a Samsung Galaxy S9 Android smartphone. Her expertise has been with theater, but she had some understanding of what she would need to adapt a play into a film. We discussed the challenges and how she overcame them, and the conversation is pretty entertaining and quite informative as well. So, what do you say? Let's get to it, shall we? Hey, this is filmmaker Ian Lear, and I was fortunate enough to be part of the 2020 Mobile Film Festival in San Diego, California. However, this year, everything was moved online, and the process could not have been more smooth. Enthusiastically led by Susie, who is a lover of film and filmmakers, and she was great to work with. She was communicative. Her emails were always supportive, and I highly recommend this festival. wonderful guest uh, coming to you all the way, well, I mean, if you're in San Diego or anywhere around me, all the way to Cape Town, South Africa. I am actually speaking with one of the filmmakers from this year's uh, International Mobile Film Festivals, um, and her name is Kara Rust. Kara, how are you? Hi, good, thank you, and you. It's so nice to speak to you. Yes, well, it's nice to speak with you, you know, in an interactive way as opposed to just watching videos of each other, right? Yes, definitely. Really <laughs> nice to hear your voice. Kara, <laughs> <laughs> um, what before we talk about your, you know, uh, okay, I'm just going to dive into this really quick for all our listeners. So everybody knows, you know, that the films are shot with mobile phones. But what I read about you uh, was really interesting. I went and saw your IMDb page, and I saw that you, in 2019, you went all out. You made three entire films, which you wrote, directed, and edited, and produced, Yes, yes, that's correct. That's like amazing. I think there are people in Hollywood who must be, you know, a little jealous here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you how do you do that? I, I also read on your on your website, it says, and this really stuck out to me. I live 
for creating. And I, I even, I, I just thought that was amazing because then I saw that you made three films in one year and I was like, oh, she really, she really does stand by that. <laughs> Share yeah, about no, this. No, that's, that's definitely correct. Um, I started the year and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go all out, but I actually planned on making two films. So the first one is like a short, not a docky, but it's like a bio video for, um, I made for my sister. Um, she, she has a florist company and she's a very special person and it focuses on her love and passion for the floral world and her artistic side. So I started to shoot that and I did that at the beginning of the year. And then I planned on shooting my short film later in the year. And then actually my boyfriend asked me, oh, you know what? Do you have time to shoot a music video for us? Because he's in a band with his brother. <laughs> and I said, what? Like a third form? Gosh, I don't know. He's like, yeah, man, let's just do it. You know, squash it in between. I'm like, okay, you know what? Why not? And then I shot the music video for them. And that was actually really, really fun. Um, and then I finished that about, I think, in June. Uh, and then simultaneously I was writing for my short film and yeah, I jumped into the short film and then it was November. <laughs> <laughs> so it wow. was really amazing experience. And the really cool thing is that they're all three such different, uh, films. It's, it's total different genres and it was just so amazing to learn from each and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Well, I have to tell you that when I watched your film, and it's a comedy, yes. uh, it, it, it's sar so sarcastic, though, <laughs> yeah. the, the dialogue and everything. And the thing is that when I, when I watched it, I was like, wow, she must have spent, you know, an entire year just putting, structuring this together. There were so many details in the film that I, 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 I want to tell you that I noticed, right? So first of all, it was shot with a a, Sam, a Samsung phone. It wasn't an iPhone. You know, everybody thinks it's all about the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, correct, Samsung. Samsung Galaxy S9. I have to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it was it it was shot with a Samsung, an Android phone. Everybody, yes, you can count too. Um, and. It looked beautiful aesthetically. It had this very you. It also the colors, and it wasn't just about you know colors like on on because of the way it was shot. It was also the set was very colorful, and there was so much attention to the details on everything. From uh, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna share your film here on the notes, but you know you have. Why don't you share actually with everybody what your film was about? Okay, so it's called English Made Simple, um, and it's about there's two guys that's at a party, and you can see they're thinking, what, what are we doing here? Like, this is not our kind of vibe. And then they spot this couple that meet, meet each other, um, and then they want to entertain themselves. So they start to narrate this instance of this couple that meet each other, and they go into this world of, like, fantasizing about these stereotypes and making fun of it. Like you said, being very sarcastic. Yeah. And then this couple meet each other in uh, four different parts. And it's all these different stereotypes. Um, and then in the fourth part, they're like, um, the, the actual stereotypes, the couples that are speaking, 
start to break out from these stereotypes and they start to say like, but I'm actually also a human. Um, and then where they were, they were actually starting to fall in love. And then when the girl looks away and she's like in this monologue, um, she turns back and then the guy that she was speaking to is actually the same guy that's sitting at the table that were judging them. <laughs> so it's kind of like we're all in the same and you know, you can't judge different stereotypes if you even if you don't you don't know the people and yeah, so we're all connected, but it's all done in a very humoristic way. Oh yes, it it's it's definitely the comedy and and it's the timing and the way that the dialogue is spoken. And um and dialogue, you know, when it comes to filmmaking, right? So you directed this. So you're and then you edit it this so i mean it's all your fault that it was so awesome (laughs) (laughs) how dare you (laughs) but yeah it it, you know you're cutting between two sets basically the 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 two guys at the table and the guy and the girl you know in the living room um and you're having two dialogues playing with each other one dialogue you know two people is uh, the observers, right, making fun of them. And the other ones are just sort of, (laughs) I mean, just the way everything was set up and the interplay with the cameras and the way that you, you, um, the juxtaposition, I should say, of of each shot in between everything was just amazing. Thank you. So that's it. We're done. It was an amazing film. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was actually quite quite challenging in that way that it's a very uh, dialogue-heavy heavy script. And the thing to keep it interesting um, was was very difficult. If you, if you think about it, you can't just have a still camera, you know, looking at this couple. Because um, obviously I considered the, the narration to be a voiceover maybe. Mm. Because I thought maybe the cuts between the two sets, as you call it, is going to be a bit... I don't know, alarming or a bit too much. But actually, at the end, it worked out because it keeps this um, <clears throat> high pace um, of comedy. Um, it, yeah, it just has a nice flow to it, and it actually worked out. Yeah, and that's the thing about comedy, which is so hard to get. And and there are a lot of films that or filmmakers that try to do comedies and they're funny people. There is no reason why that didn't work, but it has to do a lot with the timing and the pacing and the delivering of the lines, you know, uh, between the two char- the characters even. Yeah, definitely. So when you put this, when you wrote this film, um, it was based off of a play, right? Yes. So tell me a little more about why you chose to film this particular, how to turn this play into a film? Okay, so I actually, I studied theater. Um, I I started off with acting. I was actually into acting my entire life. Mm. (laughs) And then I decided to go study acting. And then um, when I was at university, I actually really got into directing. Um, And I adapted another play in my second year um, and I directed that and it actually did really well and I thought gosh this is just flipping amazing (laughs) (laughs) because I have 
all this power to to narrate the story and see it in front of me and play with the actors and it was just the most amazing feeling and I thought you know what I, I really think this is an option for me um, and then I started um, I was still acting at the time but I, I started to do more directing projects um, and obviously I worked a lot with theater plays and theater will always be my first love it just has this very special place in my heart yeah. um, and there's something very interesting about theater plays it is very much dialogue based and it's done in such a different way um, and I was very interested uh, after university um, when I started to work in the film industry I was very interested in the different the difference between a, th a theater play and a, a film script um, because the one can be very different to the other um, and adapting that is such an interesting journey because I would see it in 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 a in a theater space on stage, but then I would reimagine it as a, as a film. Mm. Um, and I've always been a fan of very heavy dialogue um, based uh, plays, and that for me is a challenge in itself. And I am familiar with 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 many plays um, just because obviously I studied it for for years. Um, and then I found this, uh, the, the, the scriptwriter. Uh, I bought his book and I read all of his plays again. And um, yeah, that one just stood out to me. English Made Simple just stood out to me. Um, and then I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to adapt this, put another uh, storyline to it. And yeah, it was just such an enjoyable experience. Wow. So you came from, so what I'm learning a lot, I, you know, when I was in school myself, right, younger, uh, I got into, I took drama classes in every school because I moved around a lot in different places. The best way to fit back into school is to hang out with the cool kids, right? Yeah. Um, and that was the, the crazy kids, right? Uh, and that way you could just be one of the weird ones yourself instead of standing out like just some weird weirdo <laughs> in the middle <laughs> of the school and um, yeah. one of the things that I hated for the most part was having to memorize lines you know because you're as an actor you're memorizing the lines and you're forgetting about feeling what you're delivering right mm. and and that's an art form that you have to master I, I loved improv improvisation because that was easy. You know, I could yeah. act and all that stuff. I could be, you know, I could go live in that moment, right, uh, as a strange character or whatever it was. But to have to remember lines is very hard. And I think a lot of people don't realize that is in, in many ways such a hard thing to learn to do and to get used to. And every time you go to, you know, the difference between theater, right, and, you know, as an actor, right, is mm -hmm. is that because it breaks the flow, the timing of, of when things are being shot. Like in your film, for example, it looks very simple, very fluid. Like here's a conversation here and then you're looking at it over there and you're not thinking about what is actually taking place technically, right? Definitely. And sh share a little bit just so that some of our listeners, you know, can sort of learn a little bit from you as a master uh, in, in this episode right now, how you structured that together and how you found your actors as well. Because 
had they not been good actors, um, yeah, it, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, so they, they all studied uh, uh, theater with me. Um, so I'm very fortunate to have a lot of actor friends. They're all very talented. Um, I was very excited to work with them again. It was just such a cool opportunity. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, a couple of them are not even in the acting business anymore. And they were also very excited to be part of this project just because it's, it's, it was such a passion project. It was just they were there for the reason to enjoy acting again. It wasn't about anything else. It was just enjoying your passion again and just um, not being restricted by anything. Um, so I think that was that was a very, very cool start for us. Um, so, yeah, the, the dialogue. Um, so in theater, like you said, like it's all happening in the moment. It's not like the camera cuts and then you stop and then you start again. It's you're in front of the audience and everything happens on stage. And that's like a massive rush. <laughs> it's also very <laughs> terrifying. Um, but there's something very special about that. Um, and because this, this script is so dialogue heavy, you kind of want to keep that flow, that intensity of the, of the lines, the one after each other. But it's tricky because obviously my actors had to pause a bit between the lines because to, to enable me to cut in post. Um, you, you know all about that. Yeah. Um, if there's any mistakes or anything or sounds or just you can't have the words flowing over each other um, and in theater that happens a lot just because of the natural flow of the conversation so I think that was a bit challenging for them because they had to to really be on it in the moment stay in the moment pause and then the other person should reply and I think that that was an interesting challenge for them but they actually pulled it off really really well and um, they're very well versed in, in, in the practice of this, this very intense flow of conversation because of their theater background. So that was very, very cool. Did you have any, um, because in theater, like we were just talking, it's in the moment it's happening and then it's over until, you know, you put on the next performance, but in, in film, you know what, let's, let's do another take. Or, mm. you know, and sometimes it's an audio thing, you know, it's like the audio person will say, you know what, that didn't, there was a, a something, a fly came into the microphone, I don't know, whatever, right? Um, and so you have to, they haven't, it's not that it didn't work, it's just there was some technical little thing that didn't work out, and you have to take it again. Did you guys have any moments like that? Yes, no, definitely. I, I can't <laughs> think of a set that doesn't have that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that that's a that's a, a, a good thing and and a very difficult thing about theaters because then you're in the moment and maybe you make a mistake, but you know you can't cut, <laughs> you can't stop, you must just continue continue with the show. Um, the good thing about that is because then you stay in the emotion and the emotion is organic and it's not you're you're not you've not been doing it three times over. So, so in directing with theater, if you have a very intense emotional scene, you don't actually want to rehearse it that much because you don't want to, to, to like ruin uh, the moment, ruin the moment. You don't want to like over practice it because the feelings still need to stay organic and real. And yeah. So then in film, the thing is if there's technical difficulties and it's always good to get more shots because then you have more options. Um, but then you have the risk of, the, the, the actor doing it over and over and over. And that's the challenge of film. Um, but then obviously the positive, if they, they make a mistake, you just call cut and you do it again. 
So it's it's a positive and a negative on both sides, but both are challenges, and it's it's very interesting to, as a director to to handle it, and to keep the, the feeling organic and real, even though maybe they've done it for the fourth time. So that's the challenge. Yeah, it and it is a real challenge, and then there are so many different aspects. And speaking of dialogue, and I mentioned a little bit about audio, but how did you capture the the audio? Um, and then how did you treat the audio in the post-production? So it's actually very funny. <laughs> so um, so this, like I said, this is a, a, a total passion project. Um, and, you know, this was basically a, a one-man crew. Um, but it turned into a two-man crew because I was just like, you know what? I'm doing literally everything, but I can't do audio as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go mad here. Um, and then I, I, I was just asking my boyfriend, you know, what, what, what about you do the audio? Like he's never done anything like that before, but he has good gear because, um, like I mentioned, he's in a yeah, band, he's in a band. <laughs> they have the studio mics and the, the, the setup and it, it, he is quite well versed in, in, uh, working with sound, but that's kind of in a whole different way in the music mm-hmm. type of industry. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but he was actually like super keen, um, you know, seeing as I made a music video for him earlier this year. Right. You owe me, right? Type thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was actually very keen. Um, and then he he did like a, a small setup, um, he used his studio mic, um, plugged that into like a mic stand. Mm-hmm. That was our boom. <laughs> nice. And Yeah. Um, so it was a two man crew it was me and him. Um, and it worked really, really well. Um, yeah. And then after that, he like kind of prepared the audio for me just to, to get it, um, where it sounds very clear and, um, that took all, it took out all the background noises. Um, and then he gave that to me and then obviously uh, on my side, I had to cut it up and choose the best parts and, you know, that, that whole process, but it all worked out very well. Yeah. And it's that it's the other part of the production and and what is really really cool about your film it just it's it's you know you said it was really like your first actual film that you've ever directed i mean you did the other videos but this was your first uh narrative film right yes yes and so, I mean, now you're really like in in other videos in a in a way like you know I've I I worked video production many times and and you don't really feel like a director until you've directed mm. a narrative film. That um, is true. Yeah, and and I'm not undermining the title of director. I'm just saying. I mean. There are many different forms of director, but in in other things, you almost feel like you're you're a manager, you know, compared to a director. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah, and for you to accomplish what you accomplished, um, it, it's just amazing to me because visually it looked so well done. Like you were so experienced. Like you had already made plenty mistakes years and years ago, and this was your unteenth film. You know, and then on the audio side uh, was also done very well. And the combination of the two things coming together made everything so well that I literally did not realize until I looked everything up about you that, 
you know, I mean, my gosh. So in five years, you're going to be at the Oscars, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, at this at this pace, right? Why not? Um, what is, do you, are, are you planning on making more films? I hope you are. No, no, definitely. I don't think I'll ever stop. Um, just temporarily a, a, a bit stuck in lockdown <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was there, I was planning on making a, another narrative short this year, um, and then uh, you know uh, the, the COVID situation and everything and lockdown just uh, uh, complicated everything. Because one of my missions this year was really to connect with other uh, people in the in the industry. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, not be two crew members, but actually maybe five. Because um, I really wanted to upscale my next production. I wanted it to to like have a bigger crew, uh, maybe Kara, more actors. you are going to end up in the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I just wanted to take things to the next level. Um, so that was my, my biggest mission was to connect with people. You know, that's, that's the opposite of the situation at the moment. <laughs> um, we need to not connect. Um, I don't like the so word social distancing, though. You know, because it's like we can still be social. What we're really talking about is physical distancing. Yes. You know. Yeah. So you can still connect with people online and and all of that. But I mean, shooting a a movie, you know, that's a different thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be tough. But don't you think, though, Kara, though, that with mobile films, fewer people in your crew as opposed to 135. I I was on a set that had over 200 people. Um, And not having to be so disruptive and take over an entire area just to shoot a scene, right? That is absolutely true. Yeah. And I'm not talking about putting everything on a a boomstick. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) No, I definitely agree with you. And that is one of the most positive things about mobile filmmaking. It's just because you can be this one man crew. You can just do absolutely everything um, because the the device is in your hand. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely a positive. Um, but yeah, it was it's I was more thinking about like someone extra to have on production, you know, to help with continuity, to mm-hmm. to actually use the clapper. Like just like even if it's like three extra people, it's just to to take the stress off my shoulders because you know, director, DOP, t- continuity, uh, all of these things that I need to do on set as one person can become a bit straining and then that takes your attention away from the actors. Um, but it's also because English Made Simple was this very intense paced um, uh, piece that my, my attention had to be on the actors a lot. Um, so I think that's just um, why I would want a, a, another body or two or three on set that, that would help with that. Well, it's a wise choice to make, of course. Um, are you? Do you see yourself making a feature length film? Ooh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> well, with more than just one or two people. <laughs> yes, uh, no, definitely that would be that would be absolutely amazing. Um, that that's that's definitely the dream. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, but like I said, like my my three shorts last year was like different genres, and I learned so so much because each of them are so different. And I think making shorts is just 
such an awesome opportunity to to learn and do different things and up until the point where you get to do a feature film um, because then you've been exposed to all these different, uh, like I said, genres and, uh, and things. Um, yeah. So actually now during lockdown, um, I'm, I'm, I'm animating at the moment. Like I'm, I'm learning really? yeah, character animation and stuff because I've always been interested in, in animation. Um, because I just thought, you know what, I can shoot a little film of myself here in my room, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm super keen for that. And I thought, you know what? This is maybe just an opportunity to get into animation and, and see what the opportunities are there because this is now a whole different genre. But there's there's the same same like line between all of them. You know, the base of it, it's it's a story. It's characters with expressions. It's something to tell. So that's that's the same in all of them. But it's just so cool to to experience with different things. And I'm I'm super excited for animation now. That is so, so true. And again, I'm, you know, I live for creating. You are <laughs> a complete creator. Um, do you ever wonder, like, obviously, there's one of these things that you love more than the other between writing and directing, producing, and I know you can do it all. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty obvious. Uh, <laughs> is there one thing that if, if you... Uh, let's say someone was going to make a film and they wanted to make a film with Kara, would you say, I want to be the director or I'd rather just write it? If you had to pick just one, what would it be? Definitely directing. Awesome. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the one true love. Is it because you you like to... Explain yourself here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so it's just, it's it's being the creative head. It's to be, everything is in your mind. And to construct this whole thing, it's just the most amazing feeling. To, 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 to read the text and put that into visuals in your mind. I absolutely love that part of pre-production. Like storyboard or whatnot, whatever your creative process is. It's just it's just fascinating to, to be able to, to create the story, use your characters, work with the characters. And that's another thing that I'm really, really, really passionate about is performance directing and actually working with, with the actors very closely. Where you get different type of directors who are more focused on the technical side, you know, the, the beautiful cinematic shots, the, you know, that's all amazing, obviously. Uh, but but I really love working with the performance and getting that to, to be really organic and strong and captivating because then you can't go wrong. And that's, for me, there's nothing that compares to that. That is just the most amazing feeling. It's, it, it's the key right there that you just said because the world, the world that you create is on your shoulders and, and that world is story-based um, and a lot of times if you, I think that's, it shows in some films where there's no story, you know, but when they were creating that film, there was a story. It's just, um, it fell through. Yeah. It's hiding somewhere. Yeah. And it's not evident. And a lot of people don't get it. I mean, it, there's, um, 
there's two sides to that, right? There are some directors who like to to create the debate about what a scene meant and things like that. But overall, it has to have some... Um, it's like the difference between soup and a stew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like you want that story to be very obvious. You want the message you want to evoke the feelings and you've got to have the delivery and it comes from different senses but i i really do think uh that mobile filmmaking because you can make it on such a you know the shoestring budget that it gives you the ability to concentrate and focus more on the actors because they are very important to your story more so than having you know, the, the beautiful background and, you know, and all that. Also audio. I think that's very important too. Yes. Uh, but I think that's really a key. And it, I'm not surprised that you selected, you know, ABC, that you selected director D. <laughs> um, <laughs> because of that, because you, you were just talking about um, all the different things that you, you had to handle. And so that gives you the complete vision. You had that. And um, what um, did you get to talk to? I'm sure you did. And even if you didn't, they would have shared, right, their experience in the film. Was there anything that really stood out that someone said, you know, what I got out of this experience in, in this film with you, Kara, was? Yeah, I, I think it just goes back to the fact that it was it was all about the passion. It was all about the opportunity to act again where, um, you know, some of them, they're like, they do a lot of commercials and stuff like that, you know, to, to, to keep going. And, and sometimes you walk into on a set for, for an ad and it's like, I, I don't know, five seconds of looking into the camera. Well, in a casting and then you're done. And then you go, maybe you get cast and then you shoot the, the commercial and then it's like two lines. And then it's a very stressful day where, you know, where you need to get into character and yeah, it's just, it's a whole different thing where this was a very narrative based. This was very character driven and that opportunity for them, I think really excited them to be able to get stuck into that and, and actually have this opportunity to, to, to not be uh, restricted in any way. So I think that was that, that stood out for them. Have you, um, because you said you were an actor, have you, um, and I know you, you work in theater, so have you acted in front of a camera before, you know, in a film? So um, the last time I did acting was um, at university. So that was, that was quite a while ago. Um, and yes, we did shoot a couple of things and, um, but not, not a lot of camera work. Um, mm. but it was part of the course as well. Um, we, yeah, it was, was theater acting and camera acting a bit, but like I said, I moved into directing more and then after university, uh, I, I went into the film industry. So and then, yeah, that was, that was my main focus. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, asking that too because you know I I have a theory um I found out way later I was filling in for a friend I'm a behind the camera person 
or I love editing as well. You know, that kind of stuff. I'm a creator mm. too, right? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I never, I never wanted to be, I'm, as you know, I, I was telling you about drama classes and things like that, but that was all theater. It's in the moment when you walk away, it's gone. You know, no one's replaying that. Um, and so I didn't have an interest in being in front of the camera. And somebody, uh, I owed somebody kind of, you know, like your boyfriend owed you to do the audio. <laughs> mm. uh, and uh, they said, you know, they asked me to, you know, fill in and, 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 and play a role in this, in this uh, short film. And, and, and they were students and everything, but they had a lot of gear. You know, they weren't using phones. They were using the red cam and all that stuff. And um, I had to be, and I, I, my background in the film industry, I, I got stuck in as a script supervisor, uh, which is very tedious work, but you're all over the place there. And, mm. yeah, and um, one of the things that I realized, it was so hard for me to just act and not want to help in the behind the camera process, you know, um, <laughs> even on set or giving suggestions or, you know, when they have, there's so much troubleshooting, right. In filmmaking, mm. uh, that I wanted to step and I had to step back and say, no, I'm, I'm doing the acting and then having to go through that. I thought it was, I got a lot of out of that. Like stepping into the other side was a really good experience to have for me. It was like a whole different world, but on yes. the same set, right? Yeah, no, it's it's completely different. But I think it's just such a cool thing to to have that that experience. Um, I think that as part of my directing, it's it's such a massive benefit that I actually did acting because uh, I understand what it's like to be an actor, understand what it's like when a director is speaking to you, when a director wants you to do something. I really understand that process. And how I imagine it is like, how do I want a director to speak to me? How is this director going to get something out of me? And that's, 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 I think it's really awesome. Um, yeah. So like I said, it's, it's two, it's two different worlds, but the fact that you got to step into that world, I think it's really, really cool. Yeah. And, and that's my theory that I think everybody in film, you know, who works in film, not in front of a camera should actually experience that at least once. I only needed to do that once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but even just yeah. that, that, that's very cool. And the other thing about that, about mobile filmmaking is that because it's so convenient and you can do it with like a, such a small crew, you step into a lot of different roles. Mm -hmm. So your director, your DOP, your, like you're absolutely everywhere and you just get to know all of these roles. And that, that's so cool because in your, in your future, when you're on a, like you said, maybe a, a 200 man crew, right. then you just know what, what people's roles are and, and their responsibilities. And that's really a really good, good thing about a director. I was the production coordinator in that film that I was telling you about with 200 people. <laughs> oh gosh. It, it was That's a crazy so set. <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah. I was a production coordinator like kind of full time for two years. Ooh. Oof, 
that was that was a rough time. <laughs> I called myself a it's, firefighter. It's real. Yes. <laughs> You're putting out fires all like over one. the place. Yeah. You feel like one every day. <laughs> It's it's rough, but you learn so so much. It's I, I won't regret a minute of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, and that is the thing. So you, you know, you were just talking about passion. Passion is what carries you through all the difficult times. You know, sometimes you're on a set and you're working on something and nothing is going right, and you're trying different things, and no one ever even thinks about giving up. Yes. Yes, that that's definitely the, the biggest thing. Sorry, are you? Are you yeah, I just I'm I'm <laughs> I'm held on that. I I I wanted to to know what you, if you had had experiences like that that really moved you about you know the 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 devotion, you know, with with people in, on both sides, uh, acting and in the crew. Yeah, so so that's definitely the the biggest thing is to just not give up. You must just not stop. That's the biggest challenge because it's just so easy just to say, this is not going to work out. I mean, you can look at it and then you can see 20 different obstacles and, you know, filmmaking, it's, it's so difficult. It's so difficult because they, it's, there's so much challenges, but the key is just to not give up. Like at the end, even if you make something that's not good or something that you don't like, the fact that you've made it, that's it. That that's the that's the big thing. That's that's the awesome thing about it. Because then you've learned and then you move on to your next project and then you know more. And yeah, I think that that's that's the key thing. And then if if you're passionate and you're you believe that this is gonna work out. Because I mean, my actors was a bit like when I told them, Cool, you know, two man crew, it's made on a cell phone, let's go. <laughs> you know, they were like uh, okay, cool. Um, but my passion and drive and energy is what affected them. I think. Cause, I think cause so. you, you, you can go into it like, eh, you know, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I was just like, yes, amazing. Let's do this. Whatever. It's, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and that, that affects everyone on set. And I think that's a, that's a super important thing. It's one of the one of the, one of the most important parts of and and I don't want this to sound like a businessy because it's such a term in the business industry, the networking part. Um, it's basically the reputation and the in, in, um, integrity that you develop in this because there is no giving up, and you consistently have to drive yourself to drive something through, you know, so that it actually does take place and happen and you only need you know you forget like in other industries you know you don't try so many times you know because you got to do it again and again and again but in film each film is one film once it's recorded and quote unquote in the can it's done you know yeah and so you do kind of appreciate that and knock yourself out to make it happen because you realize and when it's done, it's done. And it's like a big hooray, you know, when you finally give the strike the set, you know, um, uh, command. And it's like it's such a big relief. And especially when you guys shot the last scene. You know what? I have to ask you something because the the set that you guys had was so nicely put together. Who who did that? 
me. <laughs> really? Wow. Yes. Um, so I really, I really like colors. Um, I really like uh, uh, striking color profiles in films. And <clears throat> I think an obvious example of it is Wes Anderson. And he's, his color palettes in his films are just incredible. And I'm a massive fan. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to bring that through in my film, um, because it helps with the, because uh, uh, important thing about the film is the fact that the characters are all the same. Mm. So the, the couple that the two guys are watching, it's a guy and a girl and the, the girl is in an orange dress and the guy is in a blue outfit. Um, and at, at one stage they, they get duplicated. So then you see that it's like six people but they're all the same and the color is kind of like the stereotype attached to them where the two guys both are wearing purple that's sitting at the table so the color was also used as a symbolic kind of thing to further the whole idea of a stereotype so what at the end when when the 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 one guy that was sitting at the table ends up to speak to the girl you know it's the purple that's entering this this blue and orange color palette if I'm making sense, a lot yes. of colors, but <laughs> it, it contributes to the meaning of the film. And it also looks pretty, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was very, um, yeah, it was just so well done. Um, I'm, I, I'm very, um, I'm, I'm proud that, uh, that your film and honored that your film was a part of our, our film festival. And I think I've watched I mean, I've watched all the films at least three times already. Um, sure. And um, because of it was 2020, you know, before we had to go virtual, <laughs> um, I, ha I had planned on doing this hindsight thing uh, with some of the films from previous years. And I pulled out the hard drive where all the films are, and I sat there and I started watching films. And I, and it, I spent the whole weekend where I just watched every film from every single film festival all wow. over again in, in the entire weekend. And it felt so, I mean, it was a lot of hours, <laughs> you know, sure. I mean, they're short I films. Yeah. But it just brought back, each one of them brought back some sort of a memory, like, like, you know, the, the back and forth emails in communication that I have, you know that I had with you guys, right? You meaning the mm. filmmakers from this year's film festival. Um, when I was watching a film, right, from, you know, say 2013, I was remembering, I was reliving that, you know, the emails and the conversations that I had with that particular filmmaker. And, you know, some of them share, you know, a struggle, like if they're going to come. There was a girl from Indonesia, um, who basically was, um, she didn't have any funds at all. And she really wanted to come to San Diego because her film was selected. And, you know, that struggle, she ended up uh, creating a Kickstarter or Indiegogo or something like that. And she made it. She came, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so when I, when I watched her film, I was like, oh, that's right. Oh, my God, what a great story. You know, I just, I love it. And so... This year's films, I've watched them about three times now, and I continue to do this with all the films. Some people go, really? Like, you're going to watch all the films, and then, you know, we're opening again in 
you know, next month for more films. But I always go mm. back, you know, and watch this, the, the films again. Um, and I do connect them to people like you, the filmmakers behind it. But I think each film is so unique, you know. And then, um, yeah. you know, I, I really think you did such a great job with your film for it being the first one that that you made like this. And, you know, you said your dream was going to be to make a feature film. If you were going to make a feature film, since your genres are everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? Ooh, family drama. Wow. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I, I just absolutely love the interaction that takes place in, in families. Um, I think relationships in families can be so complicated and so interesting and so amazing and beautiful and horrifying and <laughs> everything at the same time. And it can be comedic, it can be serious, it can be everything. And I think that is such a, a rich thing to look into uh, and th that idea excites me a lot and I mean I've always had this this dream of of, of making a family drama so so that that excites me wow I'm 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 really looking forward to to you making a feature film you should do it sooner than later <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like this very big scary task ahead um but also also very exciting um but yeah, no, that's that's definitely in my future. Definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And it's not because, oh, I just love feature films. It's just because I, I think you're you're just you're closer to that than you can imagine. And you know a lot of people, you met a lot of people, and you know a lot of people already in the creative industry. You have access to good actors. Mm. Um and you know actors are always trying out for parts that other people created, you know, wrote or whatever. And um, if they know the person, you know, like your friends, right? Some of them who were um, just kind of going through the motions, right? To get parts and then perform them and then mm. kind of go. I think working with somebody like you uh, on a feature film you know, they get to star and, you know, be a part of a, of a story on a, in a longer film, in a longer story. And they might really thrive in that. If they're listening, <laughs> give Kara a shove. <laughs> uh, I think it would be yeah. great. You sound like my sister. She, really? She, she motivates me on every level. Um, when I told her I'm busy with animation, she's like, oh, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very talented. And, you know, <laughs> obviously, you. I mean, it takes a lot for you, especially so again. And, and for some of our listeners, listen to what I'm saying here. So you've never made an actual film before. Never mind that you're in theater and all that stuff. It doesn't really matter. You, you have an idea for a story, right? You wrote it. That itself, that you completed that part, that's pretty awesome, okay? I was just talking to a friend about filmmaking and how for every one filmmaker, there are 20 filmmakers. For Let me <laughs> rephrase that. <laughs> You're like, really? <laughs> uh, for every one filmmaker that completes a film, 
Um, yes. There are 20 filmmakers, if not more, who never get all the way through to the end. Yeah. And so think about this. Now, you, uh, and I'm talking with you to our listeners, right? Let's you and I inspire some of our listeners and at the same time inspire yourself here. So you've never made a film, right? You've never done that before. You have an idea for a story and you think you can almost see it in your mind as a movie. So you go, you know what? I've got the phone. I've, you know, I'm listening to this podcast and Kara, you know, she did it and wow. And then, you know, you guys, you have to click on the link in the notes and watch the film and you'll notice why this is really exciting. And you decide to go for it and make that film. Here's the cool thing about mobile filmmaking, Kara. In traditional filmmaking, that takes, the budget just is so increased. And then it's not all money. It's also, let's say you have a crew of 25, 30 people even, right? Yeah. That's a lot of people who are depending on you to, you know, do it, come through, you know? (laughs) And so, but with a mobile film, the expectation, right, both money and, and people, crew and all that, is not at that level. So if you, and here's the other thing, when you've got a big expensive camera that looks like a, a, you know, a spaceship, you know, with all the connectors and everything, you have to learn, you have to hire an yes. engineer to, to work that thing. Um, yes. And it can be a lot of fun. But at the same time, you know, it's, it can be nerve wracking. <laughs> um, but you have all that to take care of. And in the, mo- in, in the phone, I mean, you, you do this all the time. You're constantly, you just click on a button and point the thing and you're looking through the window right, which is what I call the the display when you're recording. You're looking through the window and you're seeing it, you know, and it's not like in traditional film where the camera settings better be right and then you have to have a calibrated monitor to see exactly how Mm -hmm. that recording is coming through because you can't count on the little view, you know, the, the, you know. So it's not so complicated. It's so much easier and you're able to focus on just your story. You know, yes. and then you get that thing, you go out, you have some fun, you have some pizza, whatever, you know, with, <laughs> with a few people and you make it happen. You laugh because, you know, if something happens, something can just be funny uh, because, you know, you're not going, well, that's fifty thousand dollars down the drain. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you get stalled in some way with time, you know, you're not going to have, you know, you're not going to get sued, you know. It, it's just so much simpler. So if you're listening to Kara's experience and you're thinking, oh, well, you know, uh, I don't know that I could, I could be that determined. Once you get your feet in the water and you start stepping down the steps of the swimming pool, <laughs> you know, you have yeah. no choice but to start swimming. You know, you got to float somehow. And... Um, And that's kind of what this is about is you start and you go from one thing to another to one thing to another and you just persistently go through it. Nobody, you don't have hundreds of people depending on you. You're not breaking, um, you know, you're not going to lose your house. 
you're not going to end up homeless over, you know, <laughs> the failure of all that for a story. And then, then when it's done, you know, you look at it and I'll be really blunt. And this is probably even rude. If you don't like it, oh, well, no big deal. Go start it yeah. again. You just learned so much from that whole process. Exactly. And that's the same thing, like I said, with, with the different films that I made last year. Um, the, it's, it's, it's just you learn so much. It's a learning curve. It's a learning opportunity. Um, and if it doesn't come out right, you, like you said, just do it again. Uh, the, the thing is to just don't stop. Just complete it. Do it again. And when you look back, like when I look back at 2019, I'm like, damn, you know, three films. <laughs> How did I do that? Yeah. Um, and then you, you end up just, you know, knowing more and being more confident in what you do. And that automatically takes the pressure off you. That, that's while you're doing it and you think, okay, this is not exactly how I wanted it to be. But at the same time, you've already benefited. It's, it's done. You've done it. So it's true. And you've also proven journey. You've proven to the people that worked with you, you know, that you, you, you pulled it off. You, you did it, you completed it. And, and you were not an ogre throughout the experience. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not at all. Hopefully not. (laughs) Um, yeah, and I think that, that, like I said, that's a big thing to, to have that positive energy and that drive and ambition because it affects everyone on set and you are very responsible to create that, that positive energy. And it's also really fun. Like if you're excited, they're excited. And yes, there's always the pressure of thinking, okay, what is this actually going to look like? You know, this is my responsibility. I have to make this look good. But if you, if you stop thinking about that and you just focus on, having fun, doing the best you can, just thinking about your passion and enjoying the time with your actors, automatically it will, it will come out good because, because the essence is there, the, the excitement, the love and the ambition, and then, then your mind is right. And you never know, right, about, you know, the story. You know, like someone can watch that and, you know, someone could be having a really hard time you know, that day and they stumbled, stumble up, up into your film and they, you know, whatever, let me see what this is about. And they play and Next thing you know, they're laughing, you know, and they're having a good time and it just changes their mood altogether. And there are so many, you know, and I'm talking about specifically your film because your film is hilarious. <laughs> um, but there are so many other films out there that are very powerful too. Not everybody's going to make a comedy and just brighten somebody's day. Uh, but there are films out there that can be very powerful. They can really teach you something about what it's like to be someone else and what it's like to fit, you know, wear someone else's shoes and things like that. You were talking about your ideal uh, family drama, right? Yeah. There's always some very good, uh, powerful message that is involved in that. Yeah. So, um, I know that you are, it's, it's your, you got to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because this is now the morning here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Even though it's the night here. Uh, Kara is drinking coffee and I'm drinking tea. (laughs) 
But you yes. know what? It's it's really cool. Uh, what did you, just a few words about your experience during our, just because I'm going to ask every single filmmaker that I get on this podcast that was a part of our film festival. What was that experience like for you? It was really, absolutely amazing, really. And it, I'm not just saying this because I, I actually, I, I entered my film in, in different festivals and obviously you communicate with those people as well and just the communication from your side and the excitement and the love for what you do you can actually feel it in your mails you see it on social media you it's just it's amazing it's in the same way that I just talked about that how a director affects the crew and the cast Mm -hmm. you you really radiate positivity and you really radiate passion for filmmakers and you really want filmmakers to succeed and that is just incredible experience. Um, and yeah, I mean, this year it was an online event and, you know, you, you still did everything you can. It was, it was great. Like I watched the whole thing. I watched every single film uh-huh. and I was so excited for it. And just to be part of this whole experience makes you excited about your own future and connecting with like-minded creatives and, it's just because your mindset is right and your mission is right. It's, it's, it's just really awesome. I would suggest to anyone to, to, to enter this film festival. It's just the best. Well, gosh, I didn't expect all that. <laughs> now I'm blushing, but nobody can see it, huh? Uh, <laughs> um, I, think, I think what you just said about watching every film as well, that was one of the takeaways for me. Because when people come to the film festival, I mean, a lot of the shorts are like, you know, under five minutes to five minutes, you know. Mm. So if you walk into the festival as a filmmaker um, and you watch your film with your friends or whatever, and then you walk away, it's like, how rude. (laughs) I mean, it's only it's only five minutes. Just stay. Watch some of the other ones. Hello. Right. And no one does that. You know, and they they all they come and they feel like, you know, I, I literally do. I, I say, I'll, I'll introduce you to everybody. I literally do <laughs> do yeah. that. And, and that was the takeaway this year that I wanted everybody to come together as best as possible virtually and to stay and to watch everybody's films, even if they couldn't do it right there. And then there were so many different time zones. I was trying to select a time zone that would sort of be like, okay, I'll stay up later or I'll get up a little earlier, but it won't be like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> you yeah. know, for most people. I was thinking about all the filmmakers' time zones, uh, yeah. which is why I did it when I did it. But I was so impressed with that, that everybody did did come live there to to see that together, to share it. I, you know... Some people left comments and some people I see later, you know, they connected on social media. And I see now what I always see after the live event. That was so awesome. You know, people liking each other's posts and things. Um, yeah, on, on the live stream on YouTube, it was so nice to yeah. watch. Like everyone said, yeah, I just watched everything. And oh, well done with that. And yay, excited for this to start. And it was very, very cool. Yeah, that's that's what you want though, you know, as a filmmaker, when your film is at at the film festival, I just, I I literally do love 
I mean, I, I don't want anyone to get jealous or anything like that, but I really loved every single filmmaker this year and every year. You know, I really do love them. And this is what drives me to do this. You know, um, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, nothing else matters more to me uh, than to, there's nothing more powerful than stories, you know, and to give you guys an opportunity and to honor the work that you do because it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It's really not easy. <laughs> yeah, and we're talking, we're not talking about, oh, it was so hard, it ends up looking like a block of wood. It ends up beautiful. You guys did awesome job in every single film that that was selected this year. It was amazing. So anyways, awesome. I know you got to get going. Uh, is there any one thing that we didn't say that you just kind of want to tell our listeners? Um, well, no, not not really. Just just to say again that just go do it. Pick up a phone, go shoot something. And I know it sounds like you know everyone says that, like sure, but really don't don't be scared. Just go tell your story. Don't be scared to fail because you're just gonna learn. You're just gonna get better and. You, you won't regret it. Just absolutely go for it. All right. And now let me, let me make you say one last thing. Give everybody that you can think of a shout out. Well, definitely to my actors, all of them. They, they're just absolutely amazing. Milan, Natasha, Yaku, Willem. They all just made this happen with me. And it was just such a cool experience. Um, Give me a shout out to Yannick, my boyfriend, for doing the audio. <laughs> that, that was very cool. Um, and my family, my mom and my sister for the support. And yeah, all my friends and everyone that watched the film. And yeah, I just really, really appreciate it. And it was just such a cool experience. Awesome. All right. We'll say goodbye to everybody. Bye, everyone. It was really, really fun talking to you, Susie. And uh, thank you for the opportunity. 